0: Hey, look, all our lives, we've been bad boys, all right? Now it's time to be good men. Who in the hell wanna sing that song? Good man,
1: good man, what you gonna do? Well, maybe if you sing the song like you meant it, it'll catch on. Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level Four Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on Core Temp Arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute, are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Podstalgic. This is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. And for this episode, the first new release review of 2020, Bad Boys for Life. Uh, I am Peter. I'm joined by my co-host from another podcast called Original Remake. Hey, Mike. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, pretty good. It's been a long time since you've been on the show. Yeah, I
0: don't even remember the last time I was on for Home Alone at one point. That was probably uh, the that can't first be the time. last one. No, no, that was like uh, the first time. She and came then on. I was banned from the show for some what? reason. I, I don't know why. <laughs> I've not been told why.
1: But now I'm back. Yeah, you are back. I had to. Yeah, you're back for Bad Boys. You know, you were waiting for this, right? That that's that's probably what it was. Um, you know, just, just briefly for those that don't know, Original Remake is a podcast we do do together. And uh, as you'd imagine, we take an original movie and review that with its remake. So the tons of episodes in there last year, we put out two episodes, but hey, you know, there's you plenty. You don't of- have to tell them that. Just leave it at, uh, there's, a, a catalog, uh, there's a back catalog. There's a back catalog. They don't, they don't I like need that. to know the dates. That's why yeah. you're here. You to help me out a little bit with that. Exactly. I shouldn't have said the dates. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But anyway plenty to go back and we uh one of our resolutions for this year is to do more episodes. Can I say that? Is that okay? Or
0: <laughs> we're going to finish the show. We we're, we're going to get to episode 100. We, yes.
1: Yes. We are on the countdown to 100. But anyway uh, check that show out if you're interested in the concept. We are actually going to be doing a pairing of Bad Boys for Life and the 1995 Bad Boys on there as well. So if you're interested in that, subscribe to that podcast. Uh, so for those that are tuning in for the first time that maybe have not heard our reviews for uh, new movies, uh, basically we'll kind of talk about it non-spoilery, give our thoughts, recommendations before we take a break and then get into some details and maybe some things we liked about that movie. Um, so Mike, uh, since you you're you're the guest and it's been a long time since you've been on here, Price's Home Alone. Uh, w- what did you think of uh, Bad Boys for Life? Uh, let me let me throw this out here. These these directors, first time new director. Well, for for this franchise, you know we we know that the first two were, were directed by Michael Bay. Uh, this is directed by uh, Adil El Arbi and Balal Fala. I'm not familiar with these gentlemen, so I probably jacked that up pretty badly there. Um, what'd you think of this movie? Well, uh, I
0: think it would make me sound old, which I am, if I said that I was missing Michael Bay, which I was not. Uh, I actually didn't know who had directed this. I know it wasn't Michael Bay. He mm-hmm. didn't come back because someone uh, – I'm not going to say this is a spoiler because it has nothing to do with the plot, but someone did spoil for me that he makes a cameo. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, that's kind of weird. So I guess there's no like bad blood between him and like the franchise. Like He, he comes back and he just has like, an – an acting role if you want to call it that like very briefly sure. uh, it's just him on the microphone and it's like i was like oh cool that's that's michael bay uh but i would say you know stylistically i think it feels very much like uh the the bad boys that if you like the previous films uh it has a certain slickness to it and uh, the way the camera moves around uh very much um uh, I think what they would call Michael Pace Day is like a music video uh, okay. at times. Yeah. Like it's sort of a glamorous action movie. Uh, it's not you know, it's not gritty and, and not even attempting to be gritty in any way. It's it's uh, a lot of bright lights and it's in Miami and, and it's a lot of fun. So for the most part I was enjoying it, uh, but I did have the thought um, and you're you're the father of of a brood, uh, you know. In particular, your your previous co-host on the show uh, yeah. is a young man now. I did wonder what his generation would think of this because this film really leans into the fact that this is about uh, old men, like sort of on their on their way out. A uh, very uh, very uh, lethal weapon at time, like getting too old for this shit type thing for Martin Lawrence. So part of me was like, well, I really dig this because I was. Um, I don't even think I was a teenager yet, uh, just not quite when the first Bad Boys came out. Uh, so for me, it was just kind of fun to see these two characters again. But I did, in the back of my mind, wonder what the new generation would think of this one. So I don't know if you can speak to that as a father, uh, if, you, if you think this one would appeal to uh, younger audiences.
1: Uh, to answer that last question, I do think that this would appeal to a younger audience because of the style of it. Uh, y- yes. These um, you know, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith do return uh, for a new audience like Phoenix, who is now nineteen. I don't know what he goes to when he sees these two actors like um, Will Smith. Does he see the Fresh Prince like I do, you know, or does he see Will Smith from Pursuit of Happiness, which was one of his earlier, you know, like non-traditional kid family movie, right? That one's, you know, dramatic. It's more for a mature audience. I would think even though it involves a father and a son. Um, but I think this maybe isn't necessarily geared towards, but I can see this being like a, um, you know, kind of compared to like the Fast and the Furious movies. Uh, I actually think this, if you want to make that comparison, I think this is better than most of those Fast and the Furious movies. Um, I think what the, the directors do very well is that they take you know familiar characters, familiar scenarios, and they kind of modernized it, right? They make it a little bit more fresh, in my opinion. Uh, so I think there were times that we got to see Martin Lawrence and Will Smith you know, do their comedy for what some of the older generation is used to, um, while kind of doing some new things as well. Uh, it's funny you bring up the Lethal Weapon comparison, because there were moments that I, uh, I felt, you know, I was sitting in the movie theater, and I'm slapping my forehead thinking okay we're gonna do this and you know there were some parts that were kind of like all right that's that's definitely like i'm getting too old for this shit kind of kind of joke but but they are you know these gentlemen have been in this franchise for over 25 years right so so we're gonna get some of those jokes but i think the characters themselves we see growth in their characters but also still see the same I guess, uh, behaviors and antics and that what we know of the characters from uh, at least the original movie. I haven't seen the second one in a long time. I remember liking it. But Same. Yeah. Uh, I And I remember also that it's probably half an hour too long, at least, because that last half hour where they go to Cuba, I, I, I don't remember like I needed that. You know, it was just more action for more you know, literally bang for your buck. But, uh, okay, e- anything else you kind of want to say about this before? Well, uh, how about this? Do you recommend Bad Boys for Life?
0: Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, it is throwbacky in a certain way. Uh, I like your comparison to Fast and Furious because I think they uh, definitely lean into – uh, the sort of familial bond in particular with these two partners um that you have here, which they've always been antagonistic, and so those even in their old age uh, you still have that pretty much from the opening sequence uh you know two guys sort of tearing into each other uh in a in a a bonding sort of way but um I think that that's a staple of action movies for a long time, right so this felt very much like this film. Even though it's an updated look at these guys, uh, this could have existed like in the '80s, like a buddy cop movie, Mm -hmm. and that's that's. It's interesting that you know, Bad Boys in 1995 was kind of felt like a refresh of that, Um, but now in particular with um, superhero movies sort of dominating or like franchise filmmaking, like this is like more of a traditional sequel, Uh, and it did. For a long stretch of the movie for me, it did feel like uh strangely for a sequel like a breath of fresh air, where I felt like, Oh yeah, yeah, there used to be movies like that where, you know, every five, six, ten years you would get like another entry in it and you'd look forward to hanging out with those characters for two hours and then you would move on. But not everything, uh unlike Fast and Furious was something that was gonna come out like every couple of years, like a new entry where you eventually I think get burnt out on burnt out on it. But Um, I think this one, uh, you know, I have some issues with, which I'll save for like the spoiler uh, Mm -hmm. section because it's more like plot specific. Uh, But as far as, you know, just hanging out with Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, I had a lot of fun with it.
1: I did, too. Um, Yeah, I, I didn't. At first, people were like, Bad Boys 3, now they've been talking about that for years, right? After... Uh, the, the first movie, they waited, what, 2003. So that's about eight years. This one's been 17 mm-hmm. years since the, the second movie. Is that right? 2003. It's 20, oh, it 16 is. Six years. years. Close, yeah, close yeah, enough. Since that was um, a summer release. Yeah. Holy cow. So as old, as almost as old as my son, but. I, I was a little concerned because, you know, we had not too long ago the dumb and dumber, uh, you know, 20 years, uh, uh, sequel kind of thing. So I was like, is this going to be one of those? Clearly, this wasn't a cash grab because this is only the third installment, but people were, uh, probably wondering like, well, what, what story can they tell now? And I don't know if it's so much that other than actually, you know what? Let's see what these guys have been up to and where they are now in their life. And, uh, and I do like it. And, and I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to save that because I think it, it actually might spoil the plot a little bit. But, um, I, I too recommend, uh, you guys go and check this out, especially if you like these, not only these actors, but these characters. Uh, cause I, I do think that these are some vintage Mike Lowry and also, uh, Marcus Burnett. Um, so you'll definitely get some some nods and maybe some very similar beats to to the original movie uh so if, if you like the original movie definitely go check this out i think they did a pretty good job balancing some of the newer characters with the uh, the old and i thought the it, the story was interesting enough for me to watch it so uh i'm this is probably going to be a, a buyer for me when it comes out on home release I, I think i will check this out or buy it and i think i'd probably watch it more than part two um is it better than the first? Still movie? Still doing that? What? Still By, doing that, Peter? Because that that yeah. makes you yes. seem really old with them yes. the younger generations. I, I clearly you are too. Uh, judging the uh, your shelves behind you. Hey hey uh, hey! <laughs> I've gone
0: digital. Yeah, I've got my toe in that water. So all right, yeah. fair
1: enough. Um, let me ask you this because this actually came up with one of the, my buddies that I watched this movie with. I watched this with two buddies, and I've only asked one buddy this, but we both agreed that this might be the best bad boy movie.
0: Hmm it's hard for me to separate with the the first one where I was so young. I was like right in the wheelhouse of like who they were targeting that movie towards. Uh, So like my fondness and my memories of the first one probably will always overtake uh, anything they do, you know, going, going further if they do more of these. Um, But I really did like, I really did like an action movie where, you know, Martin Lawrence, obviously like they, they play up the fact that he's, Old and not in the best fighting shape. Um, <laughs> I like that they lean so far into that, and they do some plot-specific things to get, I guess, Will Smith back to his level. Because yeah. Will Smith, unlike Martin Lawrence, is still, even though he's older, is still action movie physique. Right? Like you yeah. can still see him uh, being in, you know, an action franchise. Uh, so I, I did like that little turn on it that they didn't, you know, they didn't have Martin Lawrence uh, just throwing guys through through walls. Like he was uh, Dwayne Johnson or something or Vin Diesel. And that's something that, you know, going to fast and furious, I think I would like to see Vin Diesel. I'd like to see them treatment Vin diesel as old man where his like <laughs> joints hurt things oh, of that man. nature. Uh, I don't know if his ego will allow it, but I, I felt like well, at least with these two movie stars, they allow themselves to be put in position. You're not used to seeing from an action movie. So in that regard, I really did like it objectively. It might be better than the first one but i think my fond memories of the first one probably won't allow me to to go that far
1: yeah that, that is really interesting and i hope that uh is a good enough tease for people to um check out our uh, review of the two movies at original remake uh you know just one comment on your vin diesel to comment on that uh and then we'll take a break and get into the um the details of the movie but I recently, you know, because of Disney Plus and, and, and all these things, I'm, I'm kind of taking the younger kids on a trip back to some of the older movies and they're really enjoying it, including Freaky Friday, which we just watched and Parent Trap. Um, The Pacifier with Vin Diesel. Wow. Watch Vin Diesel now in one of the fast movies and then watch him then. The body type and everything completely different. Like, holy shit. I'm, I'm waiting for that old man Vin Diesel fast and furious movie. <laughs> so we'll see. Didn't
0: it? The Rock have a similar thing. I feel like he did some of those family comedies where he he like it's looked like he lost lost a lot of weight. Like he he sort of uh, got out of like his sort of wrestling form. And then, uh, man, did he like double and triple down to like get back to that that mode, like where he's just huge again. But yeah, I don't know if Disney does Disney have something against uh, (laughs) their action stars and comedies. So they have to like, you know, not Hmm. look as imposing or something.
1: That could be. I mean, I don't know if it's just off putting. I'm used bit.
0: to seeing Vin Diesel and The Rock look a certain way, uh, then they just look sick to me. So, I don't know. Of course, I'm the guy that's asking for old man uh, Vin Diesel. Now I'm saying that it's off-putting to see him that way. So, maybe he knows best. Maybe he knows that's not actually what I want to spend my two hours
1: on. But I, I haven't seen The Rundown in a really long time. But I remember seeing uh, – and it could be like you know I'm used to The Rock being really big now. And then to see him in Rundown, I was like, man, what happened to that guy? Like, was he sick?
0: He was big enough to take on Stifler. Yeah, you know, that was his competition. That's I'm, so I'm big he didn't enough have to, to take big. on stifler.
1: I mean <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm five seven, one sixty. Like I I could take Stifler. That is uh that
0: is still a fight I would like to see. Uh, I, <laughs> I forget the actor's name because he's always
1: been stifler, but Sean he was William in those Scott. hockey movies.
0: Sean William Scott. He was That's in right. Goon. He was in Goon. He looked kinda rough in those. Maybe. Maybe you don't want to fight Goon.
1: I don't, I don't know if you know this, but the creator of the Cobra Kai, two of them also wrote the uh, American Reunion, you know, which had Stifler. So maybe I can ask to put me in a movie with Sean William Scott and we can duke it out.
0: <laughs> uh, you let them know that American Reunion was uh, much better than uh, American Wedding, which is, I think... my least uh, liked one in the American series. So I hope they didn't write that one.
1: No, no, they only did the fourth one, and I completely agree with you. I've actually told them that uh, Reunion* is my favorite of the uh, American pie. That was before I knew they created uh, Cobra Kai. All right, so that's enough um, uh, tangent uh, for now. So again, if you have not yet seen this movie, go check it out. We both recommend it. Uh, At this point, if you continue on, we are going to get into spoilers. So warning, this is your chance to pause the episode. Sure. I survived what I've been through Y'all got drama, the continues. Yes! No! all right, now we're back. if you're listening at this point, we are getting into spoiler details, so if you have not yet seen the movie, either you don't care or you should probably stop um anything you wanna where do you wanna start mike uh with, with the detail? do you wanna get into the plot a little bit man the uh
0: yeah this is like. Bad boy is like the, the rise of like Lowry. I, I did not, <laughs> did, did not uh, care, I guess necessarily about the, the lineage of the, the villain here, which uh, I knew nothing about uh, going into this movie. I didn't really know much about it other than, you know, the trailers, which is like, uh, Oh, uh, you know, Marcus and Mike are in another adventure. Marcus complains about it for, you know, two hours. That's, that's it. And so I'm sitting there watching the movie and I, and like, I also read something like that. This connects back to uh, the first one quite a bit. So I thought I actually had to be prepared for this, and I thought that was going to be a weird decision because, as I asked you at the top of the show, I'm like, well, how many of the younger generations are like, you know, really up to date on their <laughs> bad boys like cinematic universe? Uh, and I'm watching this, and no, because uh, I talked with my wife coming out of it. It feels like its own thing because mm-hmm. everything that they're referencing as far as the history of the character is something that happened off screen before bad boys one. Right. So I don't know if I had that in my head where I was just like, well, that was a little disappointing. Cause I'm expecting like, you know, Tay only to show back up or God knows what I'm like, Oh, they're really going in deep with this. Uh, and instead it's just, um, it's just something that I, I don't know, I guess to give Will Smith's character a little more dramatic weight. Cause he's the one that's not really moved on. Like you know mm-hmm. Martin Lawrence has had a family. He's now a grandfather. Um, I didn't really dig that reveal with uh, the villains and I thought it got a little silly with the uh, calling the big like uh, drug lord uh, wife like a witch and mm. like, you know, she. Yeah, <laughs> she, she's going to put the spell on them. I, I did like Martin Lawrence. I think does a lot of heavy lifting there with a lot of the jokes that do work for me. Yeah, Uh, but I guess because I didn't like that particular like plot, I don't want to call it a twist, but that plot reveal. Uh, I was laughing a little harder because I thought it was fairly ridiculous. So I enjoyed Martin Lawrence kind of making fun of it. Uh, but yeah, the whole father-son thing, you know me, man. I, I despise children, even grown <laughs> ones, especially grown ones that are shooting like you know, rockets at me. So I, I did not really like that uh, at all. What about
1: you? Well, for me, like uh, I kind of like you, I knew very little going in. I don't know if I've even seen the entire full trailer uh, go, going into this movie. What I do remember from the trailer is Mike Lowry's line, you know, he tried to kill me. And in, in my mind, I'm like, well, every movie you're, you're, you know, somebody wants to kill you. So I don't know what made this any, any different. So watching this movie, I'm like, okay, they made it personal. Uh, not only did they make it personal, it's like, he, like you said, it's his lineage. This, this is his son that he kind of finds out later. I think this movie is an honest sequel. Uh, I, I don't feel that they were trying to capitalize on, on anything. I mean, um, Will Smith, was it last year or the year before? He was in Gemini Man. I heard that didn't do very well. Actually, I think it was just last year. Yeah, I heard that did not do well. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, the last huge hit he came out. You know, he did some you know decent movies, Concussion and uh, things like that. But what was the huge hit? What was the last thing you remember from either actors?
0: Wow. Uh, Martin Lawrence... Uh Nada. I right. I I I, <laughs> I don't know with him. Uh probably Bad Boys too But <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, um, right. Will Smith, um it's probably for like an episode we did together on War Machine versus War Horse like Focus. Okay. I remember enjoying that, but even that was what 2015. Uh so yeah, I did I did not see uh Claryl collateral beauty which i think was a bomb like in december like sort of an oscar baity thing i did not see gemini man um no I, I i don't know like he's he did step away for a few years sort of at the peak of his powers to like i guess help his son's career he did the uh the m night Shyamalan movie the sci-fi movie after earth which i did not
1: dig Ooh, yeah
0: um, i saw that yeah i'm just gonna go with focus i enjoyed focus how about that that's you know that's only been five years
1: Okay. Well, um, the the last thing I saw that Will Smith had a hand in, uh, he he was a producer for Cobra Kai because he owns the rights to oh, the current kid. That's about <laughs> it, you know? And I mean, it's only by name. Like, he doesn't really have a hand in, in, in that franchise. It's just, you know, he owned the, the rights. Um, so, I, I think, you know, the I don't know if a script was actually circulating around or did these directors say, hey, you know, we keep hearing about this third movie. We would like a try at it. Uh, but I think they, they got the right directors. I think these guys could potentially have been fans of at least the original movie. Um, I think there's some, you know, slight, maybe not so slight if you watch the movies back to back, but there, there were some things that were like just straight out of that first movie um whether it's a beat or like something that's like well hey this happened in the first movie and it'd be cool for it to be like you know a part of their personality or behavior or things like that cuz those do carry over so i think these guys you know they did their their research and rewatching the movie uh, at least the first one and bringing it in to the third installment for the longest time i didn't really care about the witch uh and it it made sense. Doesn't that, that sound weird to say with this bad boys movie? But you know, maybe <laughs> maybe because of the the culture differences, like I, maybe somebody that is familiar with, you know that that type of spiritual voodoo would be a little bit more. I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't <laughs> be so weird to them, right? I mean, it's. I don't know. <laughs> it is silly. It,
0: it was very weird to me. Like it, it and it feels like a weird reveal uh where it's like you know it's a very much an up the stakes type moment right like where we've had this basically this drug cartel these assassinations on presumably you know people that uh, put at least her in prison killed her husband uh and now the son's going to take a heavy hand in like uh you know balancing the the sheets uh but I, i i felt like uh, you know, and you mentioned Bad Boys too, which neither one of us have, you know, rewatched for this discussion. Um, the the Cuba thing, like I felt like this. That reminded me. I'm like, oh yeah, like I didn't really dig it this time either. Where they go to some other place, in this case Mexico City, and have like you know a last stand, right? Uh, as well, like uh, the, you know, we're <laughs> we've got plenty of good places in Miami to have car chases and shootouts. Or uh, we have we really tapped that out. And that's one thing I really liked about the the first one, even though you're dealing with sort of this larger than life uh, criminal element, uh, that it's still like a cops and robbers type thing. Mm-hmm. And at least with the second one, and now this one, I don't know if they feel like that just won't hold water with audiences anymore, that we have to like up the stakes with the villain to make them this like larger than life personality. Uh, I don't know. It used to be you'd have a character actor just like really do like something cheesy or chew the scenery. And I kind of miss that that element. Like if, if this actress had been told to like play up that aspect of it more, maybe I would have swung the other way. But really the only one doing that for me is Martin Lawrence. He's the one that's like sort of chewing the scenery and always has something, you know, mildly entertaining to say about how ridiculous the situation that they're in.
1: See, I, I'm not familiar with these um, directors, so I don't know how old they are. But do you think maybe that that's kind of the new formula of these action movies to be globe trotting? Let me let me make us
0: both feel old because I just looked them up here. Uh, so when the first Bad Boys came out, uh, one of them would have been nine years old, and the other one would have been seven.
1: Ah, see, so, there we go. <laughs> yes, so they do grew up watch, um, watching action movies where they're globe trotting, you know. So if they grew up with the Fast and Furious movies, they're used to this.
0: And Apparently, they are attached to direct uh, Beverly Hills Cop Four with uh, Eddie Murphy. So they're going to move to very similar territory.
1: That is so funny because I felt that this could have been a, uh, a Beverly Hills Cop movie. Because of the, the jokes, you know, I felt this was very much like an Eddie Murphy vehicle. Um, and I don't want to take anything from Martin Lawrence or Will Smith, but I almost said that very thing. Like, oh, I, I felt, uh, you know, this this was very... I got, I, I got a Beverly Hills Cop feel uh, from, from watching this movie. Because, like, you know, it is uh, almost nonstop action, which was... Um, I don't know if it was lacking in the second movie. I know the first one, it took a while to get into some real action... So, I, I would watch that. I will watch that Beverly Hills Cop movie that, that they're attached to do. Because um, I, I think this maybe not a throwback to those older action movies. I thought it was a good balance of, like, I'm getting too old for this shit with the new stuff. Um, yeah, some, some things were just kind of like... I, I never felt that this movie towed the line of absurdity that the Fast and the Furious movies tow or go over, <laughs> you know, like jumping from building to building in a car, you know, that type of stuff. I thought for the most part that this was, I'm mean, going to use the word lightly, pretty grounded. Like, I mean, there were some things that were a little over the top. Yeah, it's an action movie. But for the most part, I don't think they tried, you know, showing us something where we didn't think that it was out of the realm of possibility, you know, um... The ammo thing. The spa day stuff. Is that is that the grounded nature of married life? That that's vintage nineteen ninety-five joke, right? Like I, I think that's <laughs> something that they found hilarious with the uh the, the first movies. Like, oh Martin Lawrence, you know, he's lacking, you know, the the, the the loving from his wife, so we're just gonna continue that that joke, you know, and and that's fine, like I get that. I think some of us have been in that situation where like, well damn, we have something that we need to do, but the kids are a bit of a distraction here. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily like sneak into a spa and drop off my grandson and then like dip out like the way Will Smith did. But, um, you know, it's, it it was funny. Like, I I think it was funny. I I think the jokes were funny enough. I don't know if I would say like, oh, that joke was terrible. Um, even the, the poking at the, uh, the growth that the guy had after, uh, you know, taking
0: a yeah, uh, yeah. I believe he was shot with a, a rubber bullet and then took a fall off a speeding uh, motorcycle. So, uh, yeah, I, I think with Martin Lawrence, um, there there used to be a, a I, I'm sure he's still active, a movie producer called Joel Silver who, uh, he was famous for uh big, uh, blockbusters, big action movies, and the, the sort of legend was that he would go through a script and like every ten pages. Uh, so the equivalent of like 10 minutes, uh, he would need like a gunfight or an explosion to happen or it's not worth making. Like, it's like, you have to keep people like, uh, entertained. You have to keep the butts in the seats, uh, in a strange way. Martin Lawrence is that guy here that like they, they give him something to riff on in the middle of all this insanity. And you can almost set your watch to it. Like, like, Oh, uh, he's going to have something like some outrageous line. And that's probably the, the best, slash worst moment of it because there's no reasonable human being would do it, but he just explains that he's drawn to this man's yeah. <laughs> sort of like wound. Uh and so it's just like your explosion of comedy moment for the movie. But if you're a fan of the series, you know, that he's a he's a very loud sort of brash character that uh that does sort of ridiculous things. So uh I I pretty much enjoyed all of his stuff. Um, It was just the, uh, you know, you you bring up a Gemini man where I I believe Will Smith is fighting like a younger version of himself, Mm -hmm. I think is the premise of that one. Um, Will Smith is one that feels the most out of place for me at times. And it's just the whole father-son stuff. I just, uh, I I think even in one point, uh, Martin Lawrence says that this is like too much like a, a soap opera, like that would be on Mexican television. Oh, yeah. and. There, it very much does feel like that. Like, even though they call it out, it doesn't necessarily make it better.
1: You know, and to um, I'm glad you brought that up. A little shout out to Rose Bianco, who plays uh, the grandmother, a.k.a. Yaya from Cobra Kai. She has a, a small appearance here as one of the abuelas. Um, I think it was in the mall where they're watching, like, uh, you know, one of those uh, soap operas on maybe a tablet where Martin Lawrence answers the phone. So she was right there, too. It was really nice to see her. I don't know about you, but I'm I'm not answering the
0: phone. If I'm if I'm in the middle <laughs> of something and I want to see how you know, uh, I believe in that particular uh, sequence. There's someone being held at gunpoint that's been interrupted, like a lovemaking session's been interrupted. So it's very very much a like soap opera, oh, like right, you know, right, go right. to commercial scene. Uh, there's no way I'm answering the phone if I want to figure out, you know, which of the twin sisters gets shot in this like a, you know, affair. No way. So I, I disagreed with that,
1: Martin Lawrence. Fair enough. Um, I think uh they are fan the, the directors that they're also fans of like some of the um you know action movies, and I, I see some inspirations here. You know, there, there's a scene uh on the highway involving a helicopter and all that. I I, f- I felt you know Terminator Two at that point. Um, you know, we've talked about uh, Lethal Weapon. So I do see like sprinkles of, uh, you know, maybe some inspirations of some, uh, really big action movies in here as well. Um, you know, the sticks were raised in this one and there was a, uh, I, I think they have some pretty good setup in terms of the dialogue. You know, there's one point Martin Lawrence says that you're going to get somebody killed. I go, okay, who's going to die? I go, it, it can't be Martin Lawrence. It could be, but I don't think it is. You know, like, I felt if Martin Lawrence was going to die, it was going to be a little bit later. Um, I knew at no point that Mike Lowry was going to die, like, in the first five minutes of the movie. So I was just waiting for that, you know. I, I was actually sitting there go, okay, how are they going to try to misdirect his death now? Oh, of course, the wedding. Okay, like, I get it. Um, at one point when I'm like, oh, I wonder if it's going to be the captain. Boom, gets shot right in the head. I'm like, oh, damn it, they got me. <laughs> uh, he gives the classic
0: speech, right? He gives the sort of life-affirming, you know, what is this all about? What does it all mean? Uh, you know, the, the, the coach in the huddle, giving given, given the talk. Um, and, yeah, that, that is a death sentence in cop movies, for sure. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, you know, it might have been best if uh, they just shot Michael Bay at the wedding. Maybe that would have been. No,
1: <laughs> that, that would have hurt him really bad. You know, the the, the one DJ uh, MC that or the wedding yeah. MC that they got. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm yeah. I'm glad you you um. Well, I don't know if you just brought it up. Oh well, yeah, you you said the coach in the huddle that that metaphor. Um, I like how in the very first movie, there's a scene where both Mike and uh, Marcus go see the captain. And he's just shooting basketball and just missing horribly and so okay that, that that's kind of cool like the, the whole basketball thing is still maybe not a theme but like you know his granddaughter I'm assuming is playing basketball and here he is on the sideline trying to coach her and he's giving terrible advice so I feel like there's some really nice touches too. to to kind of like hey you know we, we like those original movies and this is how much attention we paid to that.
0: Yeah, he said something like shoot or shoot or something. Yeah, and right. Of course, she, she misses it. And it's <laughs> like, oh, the family curse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. But yeah, I admire the confidence. Um, ne- never the biggest fan when, like, I guess the likable, like, supporting uh, yeah. actor or supporting character, like, has to, like, you know, die to, like, up the stakes again for our heroes. But it's expected in this genre, right? Like, I'm actually surprised the body count was not higher for, for this film.
1: Well, how else was uh, Martin or uh, Marcus? How was he going to come back out of retirement? Right, we already got to see him spending like you know a, a plethora of days just out doing like things that moms already do. But to see Martin Lawrence in these situations, yeah, it's funny. We we got to reel him back in and and to help Marcus out or Mike out. Uh, so so I get it. Killing the chief that that hits them both, you know and. Uh, at one point, we hear the ca- or the captain. We hear the captain say, um, "You know, we need to find these people because you know Mike was like a son to him. I- I'm sure he'd kind of feel the same way about Marcus. But after watching like that, that that first movie again, like he really did kind of favor Mike a little bit,
0: like you know, 99 percent of the population probably does." In sure. that particular pairing,
1: okay, yeah, all right, that, that, that's that's fair. I mean, Mike is more smooth. Not and me, stuff. not no. me. Yeah,
0: you know, I, I like him. I, I like Martin Lawrence in these movies better. I, I like his uh yeah, his viewpoints on the world and the shenanigans they get into.
1: I I do too, but I feel um it might have started with the second half of the first Bad Boy movie, but I really like dramatic Martin Lawrence. You know, I I, I think the most dramatic we see are in some of these Bad Boy movies because he's more known for his comedies, which I feel. Uh, his basketball movie Rebound could have been a slight nod to like him uh, coaching Pee Wee, right? Uh, that that line that he said. There was a couple other lines like that, like the whole High School Musical line by Will Smith, you know, uh, referencing the uh, Vanessa Hudgens being in this as well. So I don't know if there's gonna be a passing of the torch. I don't know if there's any um, news on that. I if there was something else, I'd probably give it a shot just to see. But I don't know if I'm yet on board to follow these ammo characters. You know, like like we got the Asian guy that's kind of like a Mike Lowry, Lowry uh you know, he this is well, supposed to be like the younger version of him, right?
0: Yeah, I mean it, I don't think it's something we saw attempted with like uh, the Lethal Weapon franchise, right? That was always going to be Glover and Gibson and mm-hmm. they brought in some new characters like I believe in the fourth one uh Chris Rock I think was in that one. He, um, he was, but he was
1: introduced in the third, I believe.
0: But the, I don't remember there ever being like uh, the insinuations, like, oh, Chris Rock is going to continue this franchise going right. forward. It just right. felt like, oh, here's an added supporting player. Uh, but yeah, they definitely have their sights, uh, Sony, here on possibly uh, doing like a new Fast and the Furious type thing. The emphasis on family. Uh, Fast and the Furious is also just as guilty of having like, you know, villains that, like the Jason Statham character who kills. Uh, Han, I believe, in one of them. I can't remember which number at this point, and then Third. ends up getting his own spinoff right. with uh, the Rock you know, a as, a, as a hero that we're rooting <laughs> for. Yeah, yeah. So they they play pretty fast and loose as far as like the morals of the characters and like you know some really bad people. Like for instance, in this one, like Mike Lowry's son, you know they they have a throwaway line like, "Hey, um, you're gonna get through this," but you know for all the things you've done, you know it, it's gonna be rough, which is basically saying like should be life in prison because you have murdered God right. knows how many people in Miami. Uh, but yeah, the little stinger at the end is a setup to almost like pass the pass the torch. But for me, I have like zero interest in like, in a bad boys franchise without like Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, to me, they're not, you know, it can still be titled that, but it's like the, uh, what the lethal weapon show on Fox, I think mm. like I had no interest in watching that. I mean, Me neither. yeah, it's about similar characters, but that's, you know, it's, it's over. Some things just have to go. And that's, it's probably the stuff I like best about this movie was the aging thing about like, how long can you actually expect to continue getting into gunfights and surviving? I liked all of that. Cause it's like, it does remind you, it's like, yeah, this probably should have an endpoint. But then the movie at the very end is like, no, no, if we can keep making money at it, uh, we'll keep going with this. But uh, I think this will be a pretty good send off for our, our actual, you know, bad boys characters. And Anything they do after this, uh, you know, it's just going to be some lesser, lesser spin-off product.
1: Yeah, I, I think maybe they uh, shot themselves in the foot with that very end credit. Like um, we didn't need that because if that's something that they potentially end up doing – leave it as a surprise so we are kind of guessing like oh interesting that they're gonna bring those people back or whatever but if you're already telling us at the very end like if we bring something back th- this is how it's gonna tie up we're already sitting here like nope don't want it you know it already sounds like Mark yeah, Lawrence and yeah. you know, Will Smith isn't in it Um I, I was kind of mentioning how like we were seeing sprinkles of like certain action movies before the witch thing, uh, I, I'm, I'm surprised that we've waited this long to kind of make this comparison. It's Casino Royale, right? We get to see, like, who hurt James Bond, who made him the heartbreaker mm. that he mm-hmm. is. So yep. so I saw that. I'm all like, oh, man, that, that's, that's James Bond. That, that's exactly what happened. Like, the whole suit, you know, like, oh, she dressed him. She broke his heart. So now he's a player kind of thing. Um, I kind of like the retcon, though. You know, like, I, I like the idea of that. Like, well, how are we going to introduce his son? Okay, well, he he had an affair with this woman. um and and I I kind of love how he's all like, yeah this this is when I was in the academy I got pulled at a really young age before you and then going back and watching the original movie they had been partners for six years already so you're like damn you know and I'm sitting there kind of rewatching the first movie a little bit differently now knowing that like little backstory that they kind of threw in there which also kind of reminded me a little bit of Infernal Affairs just like the whole undercover mm. thing that they threw in the uh, at the academy. Yeah, I'm not for it. I am for the
0: original version of Mike Lowry who hates children and will never settle down and will always be, you know, the Miami James Bond. Uh I don't I don't need this. Yeah, <laughs> I d you know, I, I don't uh at least with Casino Royale, thank God, uh James Bond you know used a condom. And also, a spoiler for that movie, <laughs> she dies. <laughs> she dies a horrific death.
1: Kind of, kind of like so, this one a little bit. Um, yeah, it, yeah. See, it, and again, like the, the the callbacks, or at least a setup, rather. I I thought it all kind of paid off. You know, like the the, the moment where they're listening in on uh, Mike and you know talking to the witch and whatever the hell she says to him, his uh, previous ex is listening in, and she's like, "I'm gonna fucking kill her." You know, and sure enough, she's the one that does it. So I, I like those. You know, I, I feel those are earned, you know, rather than like, oh, wow, Mike Lowry got saved by her. What a coincidence, you know, except for that, like, there was a motive there for her to. You like the catfight aspect, huh? Yeah. I mean, it was catfight light. I I mean, we could have used a little bit between the two. Yeah. Catfight zero or whatever, sure. For sure. And ammo light as well. Like, okay, you introduce these characters, <laughs> but they almost did nothing just to kind of introduce. Like, okay, well, let's see the the you know the old school of detecting versus the new school where we got a drone versus Mike's uh, actual gut senses. You know, so I, I kind of like that too. I uh, I wonder if Will Smith will come back
0: though. I definitely don't see a way for Martin Lawrence, but I do. I wonder if they will pay him. You know, a chunk of change just to have him as the the tether from the old to the new, where you know may, maybe in some sort of like uh, mentor type role or like he's he's the one that like gives out the assignment, but is not playing one of the, the lead characters.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, if they are attached, I'll give it a shot. You know, it, I I would hope at this point, at least in Martin Lawrence's career, because I mean, Will Smith is still putting out things a little bit more regularly. That if they attach themselves to a future project, I hope that they're like, okay, this we we believe in the story, you know, that we weren't really doing it for the money, you know. I I, I hope that that's what they would do.
0: I also like uh, you know two two guys on microphones, different states <laughs> over Skype, being like, <laughs> you know, here's how you should handle your business, Will Smith, Martin <laughs> <laughs> <Right>.
1: absolutely. <laughs> Clearly, they're they listening to this in think. their uh, in their Porsche. <laughs> uh, anything else yeah, you wanna? Uh, uh, See, to wrap up this episode?
0: Uh, it's a pretty good uh, start I think to, to 2020 at the at the movies because uh, I think we often lament you know sequels, reboots, refreshes. this one I kind of give a pass because I feel like it's a like classic sequel. Uh, and it seemed like you know it opened very well. I think it did like 60 million dollars here in, in the States. So um, you know the only thing that I'll lament of course, is what we've just talked about as far as what they do after this. But if this was treated and anticipated as like the you know the final part of like a trilogy box set, which Peter will still he'll still buy he'll still have <laughs> maybe the, the one the in three yeah um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a it, this is a much better like you know uh, repeat uh, refresh than what the second one was, which neither one of us uh, attempted to watch before this, but we did watch the first one so uh, yeah, overall, I would say this is like a pretty much what you would expect from uh, like a popcorn blockbuster movie. Like yeah. I, I think it was a good time.
1: I, I had a great time. Um, it, it was a lot of fun for me uh, to see these characters again, for sure. Even though I was kind of like, eh, I don't know if I need to see these guys again. I, I wasn't mad at the movie. So I'll say that.
0: Um, <laughs> Put that on the poster. I was not mad while watching <laughs> this. <laughs> Peter from Podstalgic.
1: <laughs> I'm sure I could find a poster without the tagline and just throw that in. You know, we'll see if anyone catches it. Um, all right, so that's going to do it for this review of Bad Boys for Life. Uh, if you guys go check out the website, there's a meme maker where you can upload your own photo and put Bad Boys for Life on it. Kind of cool because you could change the Bad Boys part and put whatever you want. I recently did that with like Cobra Kai and oh my God, I got like 400 likes and... Like 200 retweet. I don't know. It's going crazy right now because like people are just sharing and retweeting it, including one of the creators and Martin Cove himself. But uh, Mike, where can listeners find you? Uh, I mentioned the original remake. We're gonna do uh, a pairing of the first movie and this one. Uh, but where else can listeners find you if they uh, enjoyed what you said?
0: Yeah, if they uh, so choose, um, which they probably will not. I assume. That's what I always <laughs> assume with these things. Uh, the easiest thing, uh, like I've been using Letterboxd uh, and Instagram a lot more, and, uh, and you can also find me on Twitter. We'll just use one account because that's the uh, only thing that I, I use uh, pretty much is at Projecting Film. That's uh, what I'm like leaning into as far as leaving my little movie reviews on Letterboxd, and you can see those occasionally on Instagram as well. Uh, and Twitter, probably not so much, but if you mention me uh, and say nice things, I will say nice things back. That's how that works, right? On the yeah, internet?
1: Usually. Usually. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoy um, reading, you know, your little sassy blurbs uh, about movies. That's what uh, I'm going for. On, on sassy, yeah. Yes. I, I love it. Sassy <laughs> Mike. Um, so yeah, definitely uh, give him a follow there. For me, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Podstalgic, and uh, uh, many other places. Um, on social media so uh that'll do it for the first episode of 2020 thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time she will not even let me see did like me because i'm bad i was in the ride pulling
0: up i made a match if they try to pull me over i'm gonna do the dash It should give me touch then i
1: ran fuck around so fucking bad i was Thank you for listening
0: to the Cortem Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Cortem Part shows, visit cortemparts.com.